Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And it begins tonight with the play-in tournament. The Wizards have been red hot in the East. They take on the Celtics. That's at 9. Then the early game, the Hornets and the Pacers, two teams that have not been red hot. But can the Celtics hold off the Wizards and stay alive and stay get into the postseason? That is the question. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin coming to you live from Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. So, guys, as we're talking about, we have it on uh, the show's Twitter handle, KeyJNZ, outside of LeBron James, who has the most pressure to win an NBA championship this season. We have Giannis, James Harden, Kevin Durant, or other so far leading the way, Kevin Durant. Mm. He and James Harden actually tied neck and neck. Well, but Giannis close behind as well. In fact, it just changed literally as I'm doing over 2000 votes already. Mm. Now Giannis and KD tied Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, so far. And I told you, I told you, don't sleep on the whole Giannis thing now. I hear hear what you guys are saying about KD. I'm just saying, don't sleep. Guys, we, we, we call him the skinny version of Shaq, even though he's so much more skilled on the perimeter, right? But he's he's the most dominant player physically dominant. physically in the league. I mean, for for how he plays, so that's always going to be a narrative that we're going to follow a ton. It's like, can they finally do it? So Jay, you're saying that if the Bucks, let's just again hypothetical, the Bucks don't get out of the second round, <laughs> right? Let's just say they who would they play? I got to see the bracket. Would they play? They play Miami in the first round. They right. may not get out of the first well, round. Well, true, that could be a, that could take something out of them. If, yes. even if they do, but they're in the bracket. They're three six, right? So they would then play the Nets. In the second round, would yes, they not? They would play the Nets. So let's say they don't get out of the second round. Yep. Is the first story after the series is over, does Giannis stay in, in Milwaukee? Is that I, like, I, would that become the story? I think, I think it starts to become a narrative. I think I, I think first it happens is Bud the right coach for this team. That happens first. Absolutely. Is Bud the right coach for this team? Did he and get out coached by a Steve Nash who And let's remember what the narrative was coach. around Coach Bud over the last couple of years. That their strategy is brilliant throughout the regular season, but he doesn't really fine-tune or change up the strategy a ton when you get to the playoffs. And the same defensive scheme that has stopped Giannis in the playoffs has been the same thing that we've seen throughout the last three or four playoffs where he's been, he's been hindered. Mm-hmm. So I think Coach Bud goes. Then who you bring in there to fit that role, that, that's, a, that's a really big question for and, the Milwaukee Bucks. it's not Bucks. like there's somebody out there right now like doesn't have a job that you know, would be the easy hire. So there, there's, that's... That's a huge story, huge and it story. is. And obviously, coaching is going to be the first thing because how do you overcome what is the obvious with Giannis, which is in the regular season he's tough to stop, but with the last two minutes of a playoff game, he's not getting the ball. And then you start wondering, Middleton. Chris Middleton got a really big deal. You brought in Drew Holiday. Oh, they're Drew Holiday. capped out. They're they capped spent, out. They have no more room yeah, to go. This, no, is, spent this is your team. Quarter of a billion dollars to win a championship, and right now you wouldn't put them in the top three, top four of your favorites to win it all. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll grab some calls on this, but I want you guys to hear uh, Hall of Famer Michael Wilbon on SportsCenter, who he thinks has the most pressure, and I agree with him. If I'm going to look at a player who may be facing more of it this particular postseason, it's because he hasn't won as great as he's been. He hasn't won. It would be James Harden. He's got the chance this postseason to completely flip that narrative. And he, if he's healthy, he looks like he's up to it. And I agree. But see, can I, can, I, can I ask you guys something? Like, when, you, when I watched James in Houston, when I watched him in Houston, I never questioned James' ability to take over a game or James' skill set 
right? Or him not being the most innovative one-on-one player the game has ever seen, him and AI in that conversation. I'm just always like, well, damn, who does he have around him? I mean, CP3 gets hurt even though up 3-1, he couldn't close a deal. I hear that against Ghost. But other times, like, well, who does he have around him? 21 straight threes or 27 straight threes. Oh, it was a monumental pickup. I put put that more on Dan Tony. But he's also, in big moments in the playoffs, kind of not really been there in the big moment. But he's had to carry. No, I get that. But, he, but he's so right, though, much but, on that second game. half hey, of that game, head was in the but sand. But here's what That's happens, true. though, Jay, and you know this. He's had to carry a lot, but so has others that cashed in, right? The, the, the ones that we put him up against, they've carried the load and cashed in. So I think that is why he's got this pressure on him to be able to, to deliver. Now you have no excuses because you got Katie and Kyrie and Blake Griffin and everything else with you. So there's really no yeah. real excuse for him not to be able to cash in. There is no who else does he have around him. Well, it's also what else is left for you to do. He's been an MVP. He's been a scoring champ. He's, he's done everything. Yeah. Now it's time we to get that ring. Get a championship. That's what we say about, about the great players. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's go to Jay in Los Angeles. Good morning, Jay. Up early, Jay. 4 a.m., huh? Hey, good morning, you guys. Man, what part of L.A. you from, man? Where you at? <laughs> um, no, nah, Keeson, I ended up running into you out there by Malibu uh, a while back, a couple of years ago. Oh, so is that what you had in Malibu? You didn't want to say, okay. You in right. the booth. Well, you, you know, you know, hey, you, you know what I mean? I ain't trying to put all, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. A couple of things I wanted to say, um, a couple of things I wanted to say, I was going to say, uh, I think it's just going to be Giannis and the team, you know what I mean? I wanted to agree with uh, Jay Will. So I think it's going to be uh, uh most you know what I mean? on for them, but mostly on him because I think he's, uh, you know, one of the next generational players. But uh, what I was commenting on uh, before about um, uh, Aaron Rodgers is that um, not only with Patrick Mahomes, but the way that they both have the instincts, the, the way that all the, you know instantly they can just get out, you know, jump out of the way of a tackle, have that predicate pedigree of, um, you know what I mean, just the way that they play the game. But um, this coming from somebody that is a Cowboy fan, I'm, I got all the love for, for Dak. And um, all we need is, you know what I mean, adding up them wins once we're in the, up in the playoffs. I know uh, we played Aaron Rodgers, so that's, you know what I mean, that'd be one, one um, season that we can say that, you know what I mean, why we didn't end up uh, getting where we wanted to go because we were facing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But um, I didn't want to um, finish the conversation without saying I'm, I'm hoping that Packer Nation is able to keep him. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking that um, with uh, everything that went down, I'm, I, just, I, I'm, I don't really agree with the GM that yeah. was the one that's trying to think about making those decisions. Yeah. It's going to be hard, yeah, man. Jay. You got to get some coffee in you, man. Get some, you know what I mean? 4, 4 a.m. And I appreciate you yeah, calling you, in. Jay. I appreciate it. It's 4 a.m. on the West man, Coast. He's waking right up to waves, man. I hear him crashing in the back. Yeah, that's the boo, huh? No <laughs> boo at the boo? I don't know where he saw me. He just saw me out there walking, I'm sure. Let's grab, let's grab Sean in Atlanta. Sean. Right me. I got I got a question for Jay Will. What up, baby? Um, I don't, I don't know I don't know why they got I don't know why they got don't be nobody be saying nothing about him. But Kawhi Leonard, it's time for him to show up because he went to LA to to challenge LeBron. 
And he made a commercial last year. He ain't did nothing this year. I like right. that one. I mean, that whole New Balance commercial, like about the king of L.A. Well, coming. That wasn't going to last. That, that, that didn't go over well, did it? I'm sure it didn't. Considering the following year, the Lakers won the whole thing. But that, that's a major thing, too. You got the coach that you wanted, right? You got Doc out of there. You got Ty Lue. Like, now you in playoff P. Is it pandemic plea or is it pand- playoff P? We're going to find out. Uh, it, I, I agree with them to a degree. It's, so it's, it's about pressure on Kawhi. Pressure but, you know, we don't talk about – the Clippers, because... Yeah, it's pressure on them, but nobody care about the Clippers, man. <laughs> Let's take Allen, Allen, Wisconsin, Al. Oh, I want to hear this. Wisconsin. Hello. What What's up, Al? Now? Hey, listen. Hey, you guys. Um, it is so not Giannis. It's James Harden and his hands down. The reason it's not Giannis is because he finally is just this year getting the pieces that he needed him and Middleton together for a few years. That was not going to do it. He just, as an individual, great player, just had outstanding years yeah, and was yeah, MVP. But, but Al, Al, let me ask you a question, Al. If you're sitting up there and if you're the Milwaukee Bucks and you're looking at the East and you're saying, well, damn, Philly ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Ben and Joel are playing like beast. Brooklyn ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. The Knicks are getting like, okay. Like, Miami's so you, not going Miami's anywhere. not going anywhere. Miami, don't forget, they suffered from COVID issues this you year. Like Boston to stay down? Boston's eventually going to come back up with those two. Like, so is Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, are they going to be the answers to helping Giannis get over the hump? No, this is where you go from there. This year, the Bucs need to say, we need to get at least to the Eastern Conference Finals, okay? This year, right? We're yes. not a team. Right, right, this year. So, in my opinion, if they don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but you're gone, mm-hmm. period, because we got Giannis, we got Holiday, Middleton's there. For some reason, you didn't do the right type of coaching mm-hmm. structure to get us further. Al? But as far as them winning it all, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm just saying, Al, I mean, we got to run, but that's that's literally what we all are expecting. So yes. you, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly what we expect. If they don't get it done, the first thing that's going to happen is, is it time for Bud to go, and then who is going to replace him? And will Giannis be part of that decision? As we know, that's what mm. stars are doing in the NBA, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do it in the NFL as well. We know the pressure's on Giannis in Milwaukee, but who has the most pressure just up the road in Green Bay to fix the problem with Ooh. Aaron Rodgers' situation? We will discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Diva. ESPN2. Spoke to a team source who said the Packers have engaged with Aaron Rodgers and his representatives and they will continue to try to do so. We want him back in the worst way. I know he knows that. We'll continue to work at it each and every day. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. If you're on the course, you know that golf gets so much harder when you're not comfortable. Elevate your game with the Task Performance Clubhouse Collection made with highly technical fabric blends created exclusively for the Task brand. Amazingly soft, lightweight, breathable, durable, and versatile. Task garments keep you fresh and comfortable all day on the course, in the office, or for travel. Task has harnessed the performance attributes of natural materials to deliver better apparel, made better, and for better experiences. The Clubhouse Collection features polos, shorts, pants, and layering pieces in a wide variety of colors and patterns. Task's Clubhouse Collection will have you turning heads on and off the green. The perfect mix of casual and active pieces. The Clubhouse Collection elevates the golf classics through innovative and functional fabrics and design. It's time to step up your game with golf attire that truly makes a difference. 
Check out Better Now at TaskPerformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCPerformance.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. You can only control what you can control. The Green Bay Packers select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. I'm not going to say that I was thrilled by the pick. My desire to start and finish with the same organization may not be a reality. Touchdown! Oh, my goodness! Is he the MVP or what? I have a strong desire to play into my 40s. A thing of beauty! Gallant effort by the green and gold just wasn't good enough. Told some members that he does not want to nor plan to return to Green Bay. The matter of the fact is that you have the best quarterback in football and he doesn't want to play for your team no more. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. We are, I said, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Double plug. And as we are, are it's just been really spirited conversations during the break, which is why I'm a little off track. And let's get on track with Teddy Bruschi, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. TV. NFL analyst because we had a really, like, Teddy, we had, we had an interesting conversation before about divas. And I know you're going to laugh about this because <laughs> yeah. Jay, Jay claims I looked at Key when I said divas, which I swear I didn't, but it's, it's become a thing now that we see it in the in the NBA. I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have looked at I wouldn't no, have looked at him, but I would have peeked at Key just just peek at him a little bit, like you know, what's Teddy? <laughs> tell him, Teddy, Teddy, kind of glanced at him. But it, it wasn't like I didn't pay attention to you in college at the Playboy All America deal that Ooh. we had. But I'm gonna leave that alone. Wait, Teddy, tell us hey, about hey. that. I need to know details, Teddy. Hey, 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 no right. talk, no talk. talk about that. No, no. This is, this is awful. What happens at the mansion stays, stays at the, at the mansion. mansion. Tell him, Teddy. Well, <laughs> I'm a diva. I mentioned Please. I mentioned the word diva, <laughs> sweetheart, <laughs> because it used to be applied to certain wide receivers, and, and now Ron Wolf, the uh, the former Packers GM, he suggests that now we're getting divas at quarterback. And what would, how, would you say that Aaron Rodgers would be put in that bucket? Um, I, I wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers in that bucket in terms in terms of diva. I would put Aaron Rodgers as uh, someone who has great awareness and remembers the past and holds a grudge. So that type of person, however you want to characterize him, is is one that. Well, I know I know how it's, it's been done before. I was the guy that you drafted to replace the great Brett Favre. So I'm not going to let you do it to me. So th- this goes all back to I don't know how they. 
mismanaged this and how they didn't anticipate what that draft pick would have done to the mentality and feelings of their starting quarterback because it, there's these guys are rare. I mean, there's only 32 of them on the planet that start for an NFL franchise, and they know what they have to do to maintain it, and they know the writing on the wall when they see it. And so this is just about Aaron Rodgers taking control, fellas. See, Teddy, I think all quarterbacks are divas, but, you know, that's just me. I, I think they're all selfish. I think they're all divas. But, again, that's just me, you know? Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, that's all. yeah I, I would say I, I'd say all quarterbacks are basically sensitive and highly sensitive individuals. So um, uh, that that's the word I, I I call them. I use the word sensitive. Teddy, Teddy, why sensitive? Tell me, like, you know, what, give me examples of why you know quarterbacks are sensitive. You don't have to say names. Because because when they get in that room, they know exactly who the other guy is and who the other guy is and their job sort of security, stability and down the road. So whenever something comes in to jeopardize that, I mean, they are going to have feelings about it and feelings of whether I need this wide receiver or I need you to sign this guy or I need better offensive line and protection. They feel it because they know the pressure that that position has. And so they are sensitive to whenever it is in jeopardy. And Aaron Rodgers, he took it to the point where, all right, you're going to do that. I'll go out and win the MVP. And now I'm going to let you have it because you shouldn't have put me in this situation. And now I'm going to make you pay the price teddy we haven't talked to you since the nfl schedule was released and here we go right belichick versus brady week four you were part of tuna bowl one and two and so was i how much media hype is going to surround the brady belichick week four matchup I think it's going to be enormous. The game is enormous, and however Bill and Tom downplay it, they're not telling the truth because inside they both want this game badly. Brady, all of his family members, all of his teammates, and you think about all the players that that are left at the New England Patriots that played against Tom. I mean, if I was one of them, I wouldn't want him to come in there and beat me. So it is going to be emotional on both sides of the ball, on both sidelines. And Tom is a very emotional creature. And, you know, you just you watch for him to just keep it under control the best he can. But I, don't, I, I know he wants to score. It's either do I want to score 20, 30, 40, or 50. That's what he's thinking right now, and that's how badly he wants this game. Teddy, Bill Belichick always seems like he internalizes, like he, he's very that type of way of a thinker. But you spend a lot of time around him. Tell me what he potentially thinks going into a game like that. I know Key said before he's not going to think about that game until he gets there. So let's say he's getting there. What is yeah. he going to think going into that game against Tom? I think that all the – all of the years, the two decades that Brady was in New England and he was having great success, I think Bill was already thinking, if I went up against Tom, what would I do? I mean, that's just the way he thinks, just outside of the box and and going sideways in other directions at different type of thoughts, sort of anticipating the future. So I bet you the game plan's already written in the back of his mind, and he'd know exactly what he'd do to go up against him. So that's really what he's thinking, more strategically than emotionally. I mean, the emotions will be on on the guy that's wearing the 12 jersey in, in pewter over there, and so that's where the emotions are, but the strategy of it is all built be thinking about going into it.
Talking with Teddy Bruschi on the Goodyear Hotline. So if you're a veteran player on the Jags, how would you feel about Tim Tebow being signed to the roster? <clears throat> well, listen, man, sh- show me you deserve here. Show me you deserve to be here, for one. I mean, if it's, if it's tight end, if it's H-back, they're going to put you in the backfield, anything like that. They're going to play you on special teams. Show me you deserve it first, okay? Do that first. And I hope Tim Tebow has that sort of mentality of, I'm just going to come in and work. And don't even think about giving me any pregame speeches, I don't want any pre-practice speeches. I don't need any motivational speeches. Nothing. Don't even do it, man. Don't think it. All right? Because I know that's a big part of who he is. But before you do something, if I'm a veteran player on defense, I'm like, listen, man, just keep it quiet. Okay? Go out there and do what you do. Show you, need, show you deserve to be here, and then we'll be okay. We'll be okay. That's how you earn your respect first. Because it's been a long time since he's done anything on the football field. So just show that. TB, I got to ask you something that we also talked about earlier because I need to know what type of guy you were in the locker room. Keith said he was a two-locker guy. Most quarterbacks are a two-locker guy. Are you a two-locker guy? No. No, I wasn't a two-locker guy. Key, I, I, it was probably three lockers that Key needed, man. No, uh, one two, locker. Two, two lockers. But, but two Teddy, him, one for the ego? You, don't, exactly. you, you know, 13 years in the league, in another four years in college, how many guys had two lockers in that time span? Let's see. Okay. It, it definitely wasn't in college. I didn't see any two locker guys. And in the league, I can't. Hey, Brady, Brady had one locker key. Mm. I mean, Brady had one locker. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Probably who took up the most space maybe was Junior. Junior Seau. Uh, he had a guitar, though. He had a guitar that he needed some extra space. So he was always strumming that thing or the ukulele in, pra- in, 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 in the locker room. So he probably needed the most. Yeah. See? The greats have one locker. One locker. The greats have one locker. Say I had two. He had two. Say I had two. And I'm not the only, I'm not the only two locker guy, man. Y'all need to stop. Some of these man, dudes. you probably had it in your contract. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, we appreciate you as always. Thanks so much. All right, TB. Great being on, guys. Have Alrighty. a good one. All right, Alrighty. fellas. He said what happens at the mansion stays at the well, mansion. That, that was very important. He didn't like you bringing that. He didn't like <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just said, was saying, you know. Stop. Because it was. He, he started looking off camera like. He's talking about the diva. Wait a minute, man. If y'all haven't been to the mansion. Y'all should go check that out. The diva. He said I was a diva. Like, see, Keenan started telling those stories about the mansion because he didn't want to talk no, about it. No, nothing to see different. here. Different. But, but Tom Brady have one locker? That's Tom might have had one. What? The greats. He might have, but their lockers probably are big enough to where well, you don't need to. Jordan had one locker. Man, Jordan had a whole wing. Jay? I, had, I got it. Jordan had a whole wing. I snuck wing. it. I snuck it for a year. You went and took that. Yeah. The whole wing? No, just the locker. So I just locker, wanted just the locker to rub off on me a little bit. That's yeah, all I, I need the wing. Roped off. Like, how was it when you went in that, like, before you took Oh, no, he had his own private room private in the back of the Chicago Bulls locker. Yeah, it's, yeah Brett Favre it's had dope. a whole wing, too. Certain wing. people, like, not a wing, but like a separate little like area. Like his own area. Yeah, like a whole little area. Like, here's your breathing area. Go relax you with your boys, your security team. Bring them in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, certain people do mm-hmm. certain things. Whatever you need to get your mind focused to go out there and win a game. All players are not treated equally, well, my brother. Absolutely. People in the like, oh, well, he didn't get that. Like, well, he ain't, he ain't exactly. earning what he earned. Hey, when you fly <laughs> on the plane, for instance, oh. 
You know, because the plane, I need my whole row, man. Get yeah, up out man. of here. This is my, this my row. This is my row. You got mm-hmm. to go, go over or there. this is my area. You go over there and sit with him, man. Mm-hmm. You and Tutu go sit together. We would have bets that would say, hey, you want to gamble with us? You want to gamble with us? And this is an entry fee. Yeah, you pay this entry fee Absolutely. to come in here. All right, the big money stuff I get. Separating yourself from your teammates, that's a little Yeah, odd. but people people do do that. Really? They do. Yes. And that doesn't, like, you don't, and then they talk about teammates and all that stuff as it if, just, like, they're it, all part of the certain team. Certain people Man. focus differently. Some people, you know, at certain levels, you when you come into the league your first three or four years, you may have to share a room in football with somebody to become a veteran. Then all of a sudden you have your own room. But there's certain guys early on, and it's like, I don't want to share a room with Jay. I need my own room. That's how I need to be able to sit up at night and process how I'm going to get in that dude's tail tomorrow when I bomb him. I don't need to be going to sleep, turning off the light at 11 o'clock. I'm a guy who needs to stay up. We had a, we had a team rule that you had to wear a, a shirt and a tie to the game, and you get fined crazy amounts of money. Jalen Rose, from that day on, walked in with a jumpsuit to every game. It was like, find me. This is how we're going to be. Yeah. Find me. Certain people, okay. certain ties, like I'm not wearing a certain tie. I'm going to dress up, but I'm not wearing a tie. Right. So if you're going to find me, here's the check. Just there fill it go. out at the end of the mm-hmm. season. Or don't find me. Well, Teddy Bruschi joined us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. That was great stuff from Tuna TV. Bowl. So, yeah, that was a good <laughs> reference, too. So uh, how, how low? We've been talking about. Green Bay and Milwaukee throughout this show. How low has Aaron Rodgers fallen among stars in that market? We'll discuss that after SportsCenter. No balls, two strikes to Pujols. Bumgarner delivers. Round ball up the middle into center field for a base hit. Bet scores Pujols. How do you do? His first RBI as a Dodger. Yes, Albert Pujols with the Dodgers. The call on AM570 LA Sports. Get out. Remember, he was designated for assignment, cleared waivers from the Angels, joined the Dodgers, made his debut last night, and he helped the Dodgers win. He batted cleanup, chipped in with an RBI single in a 3-1 win over the Diamondbacks. He becomes the fourth former MVP to play for the Dodgers this season with Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, and Clayton Kershaw. It ties an MLB record. John Lester made a return to Wrigley. Now with the Nationals, he gave up five earned runs in five and a third. The Nationals lost 7-3 to the Cubs. Lester was 77-44 and in six seasons with the Cubbies from 2015 to 2020. The NBA play-in tournament. It starts tonight. Eastern Conference play-in gets underway as you have the Pacers hosting the Hornets. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Then the Celtics and the Wizards. For the seventh seed, the winner moves on to the seventh seed. That's at 9 Eastern, also ESPN Radio. And the loser of that game plays the winner of the Pacers-Hornets game. You can hear all the play in action on ESPN Radio. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Now, this is great synergy today because the discussion throughout the show is we do market madness. And as you know, market madness, we're going through all the we're going through 16 markets in the country and we're finding the top three most popular current athletes or current 
pros, I guess, because we have used coaches, in that market, who would get the last table in the best restaurant? Who would be the most recognized? Who doesn't have to buy a drink in his city? That's what we are doing, his or her city. And this is a great synergy today as we bring in Jen Latta from um, ESPN Milwaukee, co-host of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. That's 7 to 9 a.m. Central on ESPN Milwaukee, so you can hear them right after us. So, Jen, welcome. Good morning. And, again, the timing is perfect because all we've talked about is Giannis and Aaron Rodgers. I imagine they're both on the list, but I'll be curious to see who's number one. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I felt like this was pretty easy for me. I feel like I got the cheat sheet here because (laughs) I don't know how many markets boast three multiple MVPs who are currently active on their rosters. So I'm going to start with number three, Christian Yelich. Milwaukee is a summertime city, and that means baseball. He's obviously a former MVP as well. Maybe you remember him being in the ESPN body issue just a few years ago. One year ago, guys, he signed a long-term deal in Milwaukee, nine years, $215 million. He's not even 30 years old. And there is a great story from out at the ballpark from a couple years ago where a family showed up with a sign that said, Yelly hit a home run and dad gets us a puppy. Yelly had hit a home run in the game prior and the game prior to that. So mom and dad thought they were doing an okay job saying, there's no way Yelly's going to hit three home runs back to back to back. Well, he hits the home run, and then a couple games later, he presented the puppy to the two little girls at the ballpark. He's just a great guy, does a ton of charity in this area, a lot of it under the radar. So he's not buying a drink in Milwaukee. Number three. Number two, guys, I think this might come as a bit of a surprise, but number two's got to be Aaron Rodgers, okay? Three-time MVP, the last quarterback, of course, to lead the Packers to the Super Bowl, one of the greatest, first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions asked. He just hosted Jeopardy, as you guys know, has done a ton of charity work in this state, especially with uh, children with cancer. He obviously moves the needle. We've been talking about him for weeks, the will he or won't he stay in Green Bay But because of that saga, I had to drop him to number two because I think there's a lot of people here who have turned on Rodgers because as much as he has said he wants to retire a Packer, he wants to spend his whole career here, the developments from two and a half weeks ago indicate that maybe he does want to go somewhere else. And to many people it feels very similar to the drama they went through back in 2008 with Brett Favre. So there are people here who are like, dude, I'm over it. Take your talent, go somewhere else, which seems crazy, but that's where we are with some of the folks here in Wisconsin, which is why number one is, as you mentioned, Giannis Antetokounmpo, a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, the great rags-to-riches story, guys. It inspires so many people. Remember, him and his brother were sharing shoes back in Greece when they were playing basketball. Like, one would go play a pickup basketball game wearing the basketball shoes. They'd swap. And then the other one would go get some run in. I mean, that's just a crazy story. I think they're actually making a movie out of Giannis's story. Um, he's an international superstar, but most importantly, for a city like Milwaukee and a market like Milwaukee, he wants to be here. He signed that Supermax late last year. There was talk of him going to all sorts of big markets, but he reaffirmed his commitment to this fan base. And this is a guy who still gives away his shoes and his jerseys after every game at the arena to kids in the stands. He's so likable. Uh, You know, there's a great story of how 
he was late getting to practice. He had an issue, and there were some people that saw him running to practice on the side of the road, picked him up and drove him to the practice facility. I mean, it doesn't get any better from a great person standpoint than Giannis. People are so thrilled that he's here in Milwaukee. Jen, they are making a movie yep. about Giannis, and Disney, we have it, which is incredible, too. I, I, I did want to ask you this question, though, about Giannis, is that if he doesn't, if they don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, they have to play Miami in the first round, then against the Nets in the second round, in the semis if they get there. Will Coach Bud be fired? And then will we start hearing conversations about how long will Giannis want to stay in Milwaukee considering teams like the Nets and the 76ers are exponentially better and they're here to stay for a little while? You know, Jay, it's a good question. I don't think so. All the conversations I've had with people within the Bucks organization indicate he wants to stay here. He enjoys the, the lifestyle here. He, he just appreciates the loyalty that this franchise has shown him. And he believes that he is an alpha player in the league. And he keeps getting better, right? We've seen so many side-by-side pictures of Giannis, this rail-thin guy when he first got in the league, just kind of wide-eyed. And now, you know, he's got all the muscle on and he's kind of reinventing his game. He's figuring out different ways to contribute. He doesn't have to always be the guy taking the shot at the end of the game. So if they lose and don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think the bud question is really valid. I think his uh, continued time here in Milwaukee does hinge on them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even winning a title. But I don't think there's any doubt that Giannis will be here regardless of who the coach is. Jen, I want to follow up on what you said, though, about Aaron Rodgers, because I am a bit surprised that he's not number one just considering his star power nationally. You know, would, would you, you'd think would make him the number one guy in that market, but you think you know, you're suggesting the drama would drop him down behind Giannis. Are are fans there starting to turn on him? Because I would imagine for him that's the nightmare is when he becomes the bad guy. Is he starting to become the bad guy? You know, I think Rodgers, as we know, is really strategic. He's a very cerebral guy. He doesn't take this stand unless he believes he's coming from a position of strength. The challenge that the fan base is facing, guys, is Rodgers hasn't talked yet. So all of the information out there is either coming from the franchise, coming from league sources, coming from insiders like our guy Adam Schefter, or coming from former teammates and players who have either played with Aaron or have some relationship with Aaron. Like, until he talks and articulates what his issue with the team and franchise and Brian Goodenkunst, the general manager, is, people are left to speculate. So I think that's why there's a frustration level that is growing by the day by the fan base. You said you wanted to end your career here. You said that you wanted to, you know, ride off into the sunset as a Green Bay Packer. But now we're hearing that you might not want to go back to Green Bay. Like, tell us what's going on, Aaron. Like, articulate to us what your issues are so that we as a fan base can understand your frustration. Because right now it feels to some people just like he's throwing a temper tantrum for not getting along with his boss. Jen, what? in your opinion, is going to happen? I don't know, Key. God, we talk about this every day on our show on ESPN Milwaukee. Um, It really depends on how dug in Aaron is. You've heard a couple of his pals and former teammates in recent days say that this is fixable. Um, But I don't know what that's based on. I don't know if they're having conversations with Aaron or if it's just a gut feeling they have because of things he said in the past about wanting to end his career in Green Bay. Um, I don't see the Packers budging either. You know, they realize what an asset is and how valuable he is. They realize that they probably would have gotten the most back for that asset prior to the draft. 
that any team they trade him to now will probably be decent to good just because Aaron Rodgers is under center, so their draft picks won't be as valuable as they would have been. So, I mean, we have two sides here who are digging their heels in. Um, It's one of those who's going to blink first things. But I think one of the things that people here are clinging to, guys, is Rodgers has been very vocal about how much he appreciates Matt LaFleur, the head coach, how much he appreciates Nathaniel Hackett, how much he appreciates uh, David Bakhtiari and Devontae Adams and a lot of the guys that they've put around him on this team. Don't let the narrative that they haven't given him weapons get too far gone. Um, So maybe he'll come back because of all of those reasons. And because being in Green Bay gives him the best chance to win another ring. I'm not looking at a lot of rosters out there that can pluck him out of Green Bay, drop him right into their system, and automatically become Super Bowl contenders. Jen, great stuff. Really good insight on a day exactly we were talking about that market, too. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, All Jen. Jen Lotta, ESPN Milwaukee, co-host of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, 7 to 9 a.m. Central on ESPN Milwaukee. So as we said, we've got our brackets. We put together all the number ones now out of market madness. Go into a bracket of 16. You, the viewer, you, the listener, will then vote to see who is number one in the nation. Market Madness brought to you by Indeed. Hiring? Start finding the right people right away. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Wouldn't that be funny if Aaron Rodgers rolled up to a restaurant and they put the closed sign up? Closed. Was that is – is there a punchline? I'm trying to get the reference there. For the joke, was there a punchline? Which line? rookie I'm, quarterbacks geez. will be starting well, week well. one? That's after <laughs> Jay. So slow. Has this. I, I, was, I was waiting for another – Granger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for all the ones who get it done, not like Keo in that joke, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help keep your facilities safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. How could you not get that? It's just if the Celtics are eliminated in the play-in tournament, it might be an off-season of breaking moves for the Celtics. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, 
and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. John J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And we, as we're going through some rookie camps now with some NFL teams, we're seeing these rookie quarterbacks now getting their first uh, first look in uniform, basically. Not really pads and not really a lot going on. But still, it leads us to this conversation that I, I thought, first of all, what Diana Rossini said with us yesterday was pretty interesting enough to, that I want to bring it back Key and let's let's mm-hmm. listen to it again because you know it's rookie camp. You're excited about your pick, and you would think that teams would know. All right, this is the first look at them. We're feeling pretty good about things. And Diana said it's actually the opposite, or not. <laughs> I had so many conversations with coaches and even some some of the younger players about what camp was like. What did it look like? What did it feel like? And I was almost surprised how unimpressed coaches were in these rookies in terms of their technique. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that some of these guys opted out, right? We know that because of COVID. Some of them didn't have spring football. Uh, Some of them had a shortened season. There's a million reasons why we know they played less football. And look, it's mid-May. Every coach panics. They're not good enough yet, you know. But at the same time, I do think it's really interesting knowing today a lot of vets are showing up for skills and drills. The difference between them and the rookies may may be quite substantial right now. I mean, you would expect that. Veterans and rookies are going to be a a bit of a gap as far as preparation goes. But, you know, to say they're unimpressed by technique, you understand, though, most of these quarterbacks probably are going to end up starting at some point. Bill Barnwell – uh, did a great story that's on uh, ESPN.com right now where he predicts giving over-unders of a week where the quarterbacks, the, the five quarterbacks taken in the first round, when they will start. And he brings up this interesting point. Since the league went to the slotted draft system in 2011, 32 quarterbacks have been drafted in the first round. Of the 32, 28 of them became the primary quarterback at some point during their rookie season by starting consecutive games. Think about it that. So only four of them didn't. We know one of the four, Patrick Mahomes, and we saw where, where that went. You know, that, that's, that's one thing to keep in mind. The other, there's two others. Jake Locker, Paxton Lynch, didn't pan out. The fourth is Jordan Love, which, of course, just makes it funny. But still, you expect you're going to see rookie quarterbacks at some point. These rookie quarterbacks taken in the first round at some point this, this, this season – he has Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, the first two picks, starting right away. But after that, Trey Lance, week three. Justin Fields, week four. And Mac Jones, week five, as the over-unders. So you want me to pick? So I want to ask you, Key. Trey Lance at week three, over or under? He won't play at all. At year. all, right? No. He won't play unless Jimmy gets hurt. It maybe that, be, maybe that's what it, you're wondering, though, is because the uh, the, it, the possibility you, of him being hurt. If you hurt. think he can get hurt, then, yeah, if he's injured. I mean, he's been injured a couple of times over the last couple of years. But other than that, Trey Lance won't play. 
Justin Fields, week four. That would be a, that'd be playing Detroit. Over I would under. say under because he's going to play week one. You think right away? Yeah. Not yeah. even going to waste any time. No, I don't think. I think he beats him out. And your favorite one, Mac Jones, week Not five. A, a, holding clipboard all the way to the playoffs. Week five of year two. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking so, at some point there. What is it, though, about a rookie quarterback that you need to see to feel comfortable with starting him? You know he's – you're never ready – but some some of them they don't have a choice. Well, I think it's all. First of all, it's all about the makeup of the team. What do you have in the makeup of the team that will allow you to play a rookie quarterback? If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you don't have anything, so you can grow with that rookie quarterback. Whether you play him early and start Trevor Lawrence or uh, Gardner Minshew plays into week three, and then you put him in, let him see what the speed of the game is like versus preseason. Uh, or you have a team like the New York Jets had with Mark Sanchez, and you didn't need him to do a lot, mm-hmm. and you said, "Okay." The problem with some the problem with a couple of these guys, in particular Mac Jones, as well as Trey Lance, you have veteran quarterbacks that are still good. You and I know the, the Barnwell situation says twenty-eight thing, out of thirty-two. Look at the twenty-eight quarterbacks, and look who was in front of them, though. Just think about it. And, and, it seems and maybe, like Tyrod Taylor was in front of like half, half of, them. of them, right? I mean, like Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. Bake, you know. So when you look at that, they, okay, yeah, they drafted them to play because of that, Tua. I mean, those guys are going to play. But when you have guys like Cam Newton, that's better than Mac Jones. He's better than Mac Jones. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Trey Lance. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's healthy, is probably better than all the quarterbacks that are drafted that got drafted this year. But, Today. but you never know if he's going to stay healthy enough. That's oh, that, that's he's why been, he's been hurt right. the last couple of years. But then, what is the pressure? I mean, do you start Trevor Lawrence even if you don't think he's maybe technically ready? You, don't you have do it to. because you don't want to. You don't want that bus label. But you don't have to. You oh, can well, wait. He's not starting. You can, that a, you can wait a couple of weeks. You don't have to. You don't have to do it in week one. That's how I feel. But you yet, could if but you yet wanted to. you took to. them once. So you feel like you have to, but why? No, not necessarily. You don't yeah. have to. They can sit and chill. It's not going to hurt their confidence. You want? We want you to see the speed of the game. Do you want to explain your joke real quick? No, it's ridiculous. I don't need to explain anything. All I know is closed because the door we, was closed because they don't like Aaron Rodgers in Milwaukee Green Bay anymore. And what we said, I put up a sign and I thought it would be right up your alley. That joke was like right up your alley. Close. Nah, joke missed the mark. I'll try to explain it next. And speaking of number one picks, potentially the worst one in NBA history is speaking out. We'll discuss next. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.